Alrighty, friends, we are back. Your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 604, recording uh, on January the 24th. And uh, we're excited to see you. Abriana, how's it going? It's going good. I hope you had a wonderful birthday. Um, I did. It was, it was a, you know, that milestone 50th birthday. So, but it was good. Lots of, uh, lots of celebration the entire weekend, basically. So it's a big deal. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Things are good. You know, just making our way through, through the winter here, which hasn't been super crazy. It's been pretty mild. Uh, we did have some snow flurries yesterday, but nothing sticking. So, you know, just, it's been the same here in Toronto. It's still like, I mean, I can see the grass and, and it's like above zero and it's been fine. Although we're supposedly getting some big storm tomorrow, mm. you know, like a foot of snow or something. So well, listen, I want like at least one good sledding day before the winter is yeah. over. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a good show for you uh, as per usual. Four stories uh, that we want to cover off um, a range of things here in, in retail and restaurants and other stuff. So I'll let Aubriana start us off. All right, well, let's kick it off with a restaurant story from Chipotle. Chipotle has updated their, you know, loyalty app that they use. Um, and they they say that they have about 30 million reward uh, members that are active on their app, which is is huge, right? So they've, they've just added some simple new features that have some location uh, enablement and technology built in. And it's really aimed at reducing friction and making it a little bit better of a consumer touch point. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, I would say aiming this for like loyal consumers who spend more money with the brand is really what they're looking at. And these features are facilitated by radius networks, technology platform called flyby, um, which I know that we've probably covered at some point on the show before, and they tested it at 73 different restaurants in Cleveland before they rolled it out more broadly. Um, so, you know, what I think is interesting is they also, uh, this this announcement also tied to a, a report by um, uh, an analysis report, which I would encourage all of you to check out if, if not, but if you haven't read it yet, but it's by Markets and Markets Analysis. And it's saying that location-based intelligence is, is projected to grow by 90% in the next three years, which is crazy, right? I mean, we're here talking a lot about like location data and company consolidation, but at the meantime, the uh, intelligence piece of it is going to continue to grow. So probably just different use cases, different applications, and obviously different um, opt-ins. So um, back, but back to like the main story here about Chipotle, really, this is going to enable some push notifications, letting people know if they ordered and they're at the right place, you know, kind of making sure that they'll uh, alert them on the status of their order, um, and then reminding them to scan for points once they're in the restaurant and picking up their order. Um, so, I mean, like all little things, nothing crazy or, or new technology wise, but just thinking about those consumer touch points and how do they encourage to, uh, you know, encourage their consumers to interact with them and also get the most out of that loyalty program that they have. Um, you know, I use the Chipotle app occasionally. We finally got a Chipotle close to us. And so that was exciting. And I think they're still working out a lot of like the new restaurant, uh, you know, kinks that they have in their in the management and like you know staffing yeah. and all of those things but it is nice to know that like okay i ordered this i'm at the right place um it's going to be ready in this at this specific time and having those you know enabled notifications so i'm going to have to check out and see how how these uh notifications make it a little bit of a smoother process but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me here is honestly about like the, the location intelligence piece, which is projected to continue to grow. And, and I think that's um, exciting for both you and I. What do you think? I think it's it's very exciting, um, you know, that it's growing and especially at, at that kind of a rate uh, when we've been talking about the challenges with, you know, collecting location data. So I think, you know, as we've been saying for a decade plus now, it's about, you know, value exchange. It's about, you know, are you providing something that is relevant and important to the customer experience and, and the user? And I think that's what this is, right? I mean, there this is all about improving, you know, that customer experience, making it frictionless, um, you know, uh, notifying the staff at the restaurants, you know, when orders are placed and how far away people are. And so that they can sequence and prepare the orders in the right you know, um, you know, uh, or, you know, order and things like that. So it's about, you know, speed of delivery. It's about, you know, uh, fulfilling, uh, you know, the, uh, the payment process and kind of how all those things tie together. Um, and I think, you know, um, you know, flyby, you know, that the, the product from, from radar, I think is, uh, you know, they've been having a lot of success lately with this, you know, and implementing this with a number of companies, we had them as, uh, you know, they were one of the big sponsors at uh, Retail Loco in Atlanta that we just did in October. Uh, and Nick Patrick, the CEO, you know, gave a great presentation there about kind of where they're going. So I'm not surprised to, to see, you know, them continuing to evolve and, and signing, you know, customers like Chipotle. And what I am surprised about, like 30 million uh, rewards users, that's a lot. Um, so that that's pretty cool. So uh, I, I expect good things here and and more growth from from the Flyby product in, in the industry. So, Thank you. all right, moving uh, on. Our second story now. We're going to jump over to Finland, um, and there's a company over there called Cupa. I think is how I don't know if I, how you can pronounce that. It's Q W P A. Okay, for those looking to spend, uh, spell that. Um, and so they're a company, a tech company in the RTLS space, which is real-time location, lo locating systems uh, space. So we're talking about positioning systems. We're talking about tracking uh, goods uh, and items, you know, uh, inside of buildings, um, whether, whether it's manufacturing or retail or healthcare. Um, there are a lot of different use cases for this. And so, um, They've launched a, uh, a new product offering called the Joya Touch 22. So what this is, is this is a tablet. Um, uh, it's an Android uh, OS-based tablet uh, with Google mobile services, 4.3-inch uh, display. Um, and it's like, you know, sort of super bright and it can work in like these types of, uh, you know, workplace environments, warehousing environments and such, you know, where there's a lot of very bright lighting, you can still use this. It's ruggedized. Uh, you know, for those type of work environments. Um, and it's even got like a pistol grip form factor on it, um, you know, for how you can hold it and all these kinds of things. And it can be, you know, whatever color and branded and all of that for, for the company. But what's really interesting is, is it, it's designed to support indoor low, low location technologies um, to track, you know, where customers are while shopping, to track where items are, you know, from an inventory management perspective, uh, you know, tie, you know, promotions that are running in stores to where those products are in real time. So it's, again, uh, kind of like the Chipotle story. Um, it's about streamlining and the customer experience, getting things to people as quickly as possible. Um, but in this case, we're talking about, you know, hardware and location data, you know, from a fulfillment uh, perspective. 
uh, within the retail environment. So, you know, nothing crazy innovative here, uh, but, you know, I like when, you know, they're kind of combining the hardware solutions with the, you know, tags. So if you're not familiar with uh, RTLS, it, it's a technology that's based on small little battery powered tags that send out location signals in real time. So you can attach these, you know, like, like a, like an Apple tracking device, you know, to uh, your products or, or um, SKUs uh, or carts or, you know, whatever the case might be within your uh, warehouse or, or, you know, fulfillment centers and things like that. And, and, you know, in healthcare sector, this could be on MRI equipment or other things, you know, that gets, you know, put all over the, the hospital or things like that. And you need to find where these things are quickly because it could be about saving lives or it could be about getting a product to a customer super fast or those kinds of things. So uh, I think it's interesting, as I said, not, you know, nothing crazy innovative here, but, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, providing a service here that I think is, is, is very useful to, you know, the retail sector. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think my one thought here is like, I feel like we talk about these stories a lot in different companies that are kind of providing similar functioning type of technology, whether it's tagging um, for more commercial uses and like industrial use cases or even medical use cases, as you mentioned. And I guess my question is like, what's the total addressable market here? You know, it, what does it take to be a clear winner in this area? And who's who's really going to win this out? Because I feel like we have a lot of like little stories around small companies that we mention a lot, but there's not really a clear winner yet. And so, um, you know, you mentioned like MRI equipment. I'm like, how often does this really happen in a hospital that they cannot find the equipment? You know, these are big machines or or like maybe yeah. it's smaller machines. So it would be I would love to hear from somebody who is addressing these challenges. You know, maybe we can have somebody on our show to talk about like the real pain points and why they decided to build this, um, because I'd love to, to hear more about like what is this? What where are the friction points that they've heard of and what is like the repercussions of those friction points in terms of like the money that's lost or the value that's lost or the lives that are lost. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I think these are all amazing use cases, but it's like, how big is this and, and who's going to be the clear winner? What does it take to win? That's my thought. <laughs> it's a good thought. I like it. All right, well, let's go up to an interesting collaboration that's happening on mapping side. And there is a nonprofit that's happening um, through a few different, uh, you know, foundations, organizations coming together. It's including Linux Foundation, Amazon Web Services, Meta, uh, Microsoft, and the Dutch mapping company TomTom, Tom, which we haven't really talked a lot about recently, you know, but they've been in this space for a long time. And these combined forces are working on this new mapping nonprofit that's called the Overture Maps Foundation. Um, now, the goal of this is really to help people build new maps by offering kind of like this um, open map data concept that, that developers can go in and build off of. So basically mapping data that uh, members can use across different computer systems, because we know there's a lot of different uh, languages and you know maybe that's challenging when building something. So the government's going to come from uh, government agencies, you know, like the city planning departments. They're going to have uh, existing map data like OpenStreetMap, uh, which Meta is already using, and then members who can contribute their own data sets. So they'll have like membership that you know will range from free to three million dollars per year, just depending on if it's like an individual or a nonprofit or a government or agency or business. Um, and really this is like mapping's response to open source software that we see a lot of times. 
And, you know, that's interesting to know that obviously Google and Apple are not part of this because clearly they have their own mapping software that they have built into their um, operating systems and all of their equipment as well. Um, but really, this is like aiming at developers who are looking for some high quality, up to date mapping. They're they're pulling things together, cobbling it together, and we've seen this across the location industry multiple times. Uh, whether that's like point of interest data or parcel data or others that we have lots of of members in the LBMA that are that are providing. Um, so the first set they're going to launch this year, and it's going to include building, road, and administrative information. And then they're going to look at offering additional layers like 3D uh, building data and all of those things. Um, you know, I think this is really interesting. I, I like that. I like to see multiple companies team up to offer something that would be useful across the industry um, and improve you know access to to a lot of, of the data that that's needed um, to improve our systems like delivery or shopping or even just contextual data and reaching consumers and targeted advertising right um, so I I don't know I think this one I'd like to pay attention to keep a pulse on what do you think? Yeah, so I, I, this is one I'm, I'm quite excited about, actually. I think this is a fantastic initiative and, you know, applaud the, the Linux Foundation guys for kind of leading this and, and bringing this team together. You know, and it's interesting that, uh, it, you know, uh, Tom Tom is there. And, and I have to say it that way because I've been corrected so many times by my Dutch, you know, friends over there. It's not Tom Tom, it's Tom Tom. And I'm like, okay. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, that's a company that, you know, with where Google and Apple have gone and the move to mobile maps and, and native in, in, you know, in, in your devices, uh, you know, they've taken a huge hit. Um, and so I think if they can find new life in, in this type of framework, I think, A, that's a good thing for, for them, number one. Number two, um, you know, for me, like it, it's, as you know, I also have this startup called Ground Level Insights and, and we, you know, are building our own map pieces or we rely on on, on mapping data um, you know to power some of what we do and so we work with you know OpenStreetMaps and Mapbox and things like that so having you know better uh, data and developer tools and things like that that we can access through uh, an initiative like this I think is uh, something that certainly we would be interested in uh, you know getting uh, involved in in some some way or fashion so you know, I, I'm excited about it from that point of view as well. And, and I just think, you know, having Meta and Microsoft and TomTom Tom, uh, Tom, Tom there, um, I think is, is a good start. Uh, I'd be interested to see what, uh, what Mapbox's thoughts are on this, because I know they've just launched a new version and, you know, it's quite a, you know, there's quite a commercial side to it. Um, so I'd be interested to see what, where, where their play is in this. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm excited about the initiative. I think it's great. There you go. All right, final story now. So we're going to go over to the sort of uh, security uh, side of things. And so a company we haven't talked about for uh, a while on this show, Listener, and that's spelled L-I-S-N-R, no E there. Um, so I remember meeting uh, the founder of Listener uh, way back at one of our events that we did in at South by Southwest years ago, uh, Rodney Williams, great guy. A lot of energy um, came out of the uh, the PNG uh, incubator uh, program, and so they've developed a sort of proximity location based um, kind of uh, verification tool 
using uh, proprietary audio signals. So basically, you know, emitting a an audio frequency from a mobile device, um, and then using you know security uh, pieces to detect, you know, where that is. And it's they've used it for payments. They've used it for uh, just pure on proximity and things like that. And so they've teamed up with Clear uh, on their age verification uh, tools. And so now the combination of Clear's age verification product with listeners, uh, what they call data over sound technology, is really something that they're going to retailers, um, you know, that require age verification and you know and proximity uh, to kind of uh, help make that process more the verification process more efficient and streamlined, you know, uh, when they're trying to eliminate fraud and things like that. So uh, I think this is interesting. I mean, both companies, you know, have, have seen quite a lot of success in the last couple of years. Um, so I like the combination of, of what, they've, what they've done here with the sound technology and the age verification and kind of linking that up. Obviously it's not, you know, not every retailer needs that, you know, um, but uh, there's certainly, you know, in the alcohol or, you know, uh, lottery space or, you know, cannabis spaces or things like that, you know, there's there's a, a lot of uh, growth in those markets and, and a lot of need for, for this type of thing. So any thoughts from you? Yeah, I mean, this one really resonates with me and probably you too, as someone of mature age and drinking age, you know, I'm constantly getting ID'd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm kidding. But yeah, I think this is cool. I like the idea of just like eliminating that, that friction point at the cash register. And I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of people who are working at the store um, to be able to do their job effectively, right? And not offend someone or, you know, not let, let someone purchase something that they're not old enough to buy. So I think that this is like an interesting technology solve for it. So yeah, I like it. I was thinking though, as well, one thing when you were saying like the the age verification and things of that, like there's probably um, a use for this in like TSA or some type of that type of a check as well. Like the other clear, right? Um, So I think that could be interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. So. So that's it. That's our our show for this week for wide ranging stories there. Thank you again for listening and watching. If you have story ideas, please reach out to us. Uh, This has been episode 604. Um, And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you, everybody. uh, And we'll see you again next week for another show. Take care. Have a great week. Bye. (music) 